0: Welcome to A World of Possibilities, an educational podcast by Phil Cisneros. Phil Cisneros, educator, transformational management consultant, musician, and author, interviews extraordinary personalities, has conversations about events, books, music, experiences, possible futures, workshops, and various transformational ways of navigating powerfully through life that opens up worlds of possibilities. Hello, everyone. This is Phil Cisneros. I'm with A World of Possibilities, an educational podcast, and I'm your host. And I have with me the lovely... And very spiritual, Sophie McLean, who's going to be uh, sharing with us her wisdom and her journey and uh, the way she touches people's lives. So uh, welcome, Sophie.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, it's great to have you here. And I, I know a lot of people will want to know more about you and about uh, listening to this show uh, because you're on this. So um I like to begin right away by having you get related to people and let them know a little bit about you and and how this all started, Where you know, your birth and where did you grow up, et cetera. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, I think it's always fascinating to find out. So, so tell us about you.
1: All right. So I um, have a, a European background. My family comes from um holland and spain actually comes from the very little island in the middle in the middle of the mediterranean where i come from and then they were poor my ancestors in spain in the 19th century they moved to a french colony algeria and uh, my family was there for six generations it was a time when colonization was acceptable and then there was a war for independence, and I was a baby at the time, but we left. So I, I don't know Algeria, right? I, I was really a baby. But my father had some land in Morocco, so we I got to be brought up in Morocco, in Casablanca, Morocco, which was a fantastic uh, upbringing and childhood, and what I loved about Morocco is I I have a French passport, and I was brought up as a Catholic, and there was a Muslim, and there was a Jewish, and everybody mixed together. I have friends to this day of all religions and walk of life. It really was really great. Then to uh, England, Oxford, and then the United States, and a year ago, back to where my ancestor came from, that little island called Minoka. So there's there's an overview of my life
0: oh, full circle, yeah, oh, that's great and um and you've done a lot of of for yourself and uh have done some personal development work and some in various areas and meditations, et cetera, that helped you develop into the person you are today. Anything you want to share about that for our listeners?
1: Well, Phil, the, the, what started my quest really was I was 12 years old and I had a gift. I still don't try to explain it to that day or understand it, but I was in my parents' garden watching my family getting ready to sit down for dinner and I had an epiphany. I um, I had four messages, crystal clear. Uh, The first one was that I was living in a cocoon and that cocoon was not a reflection of the world. The second insight was that I needed to go out in the world and experience as much as I could from despair to joy. The third insight was that I was going to learn that it was all an illusion and that if we believed anything, it was in fact a lie and finally i got my orders just go and tell people so i was 12 years old i ran to my parents and uh, i told them oh it's absolutely amazing i just understand everything we live in a cocoon it's all an illusion we have to tell people and i got my nickname the crazy one with Uh much love but to this day uh I, that is my nickname in my family. But you know, the funny thing is, in spite of up and down and my road was all over the place, I stayed true to this epiphany and this instruction. This is exactly what happened in my life.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what's really beautiful about your journey is that, you know, life happens to every one of us, you know, ups and downs, like you said, you know, uh, successes, failures but that ultimate uh epiphany that you had is still there and you're still using that as your compass yeah
1: i think it it is using me frankly because i have attempted to disregard it <laughs> yes there are some times in my life where I thought, enough, I yeah. have enough service, I have enough trying to contribute, I have enough trying to tell people what I was told, and but every single time I do that, I become miserable, so I surrendered. Oh, good, good.
0: <laughs> yeah, re- resistance is futile.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> right, and so so now you know through your development and through your insights and through your journey you're in and being including being labeled the crazy one and you know uh in spite of all that you are impacting people's lives and mm-hmm. um you know i've watched your your um uh, tick tocks and your uh, bits of wisdom and i so enjoy it and especially the stories and uh, in this journey of yours, you've been able to discover some of these uh, uh, little bits of wisdom. And uh, there are a few that you've shared on TikTok. So anything about that, uh, being able to be human and yet have wisdom at the same time?
1: Well, I, I from the age of 15 until I was 28... Um, I had a lot of tough circumstances, lost a baby, couldn't have children, lost my husband five days after I got married, got raped, you know, like a lot of tough, tough circumstances. And um, I hit the bottom of despair, Mm. forgot all about my 12-year-old gift, really the bottom of despair. And when you reach the bottom of the pit of despair, there is only one way it's up. Yes. So, so I met this extraordinary man in Los Angeles, actually, called Randy, who in one conversation altered my lo- life forever. And uh, I realized that there are two questions, one, one that I needed to adopt as a mantra with anything that happened in life. The first one was, what do I need to give up? And the other one was, what do I need to learn? Oh, great. And and those two questions have put me on the path to wisdom because there is no answers, no truth to the answer to those questions. You you go with the flow and whatever you make up on the moment. But it has always provided for me a, a forward movement and elevation constantly and, and also was able to give me the courage to be present and to dance with the circumstances of life.
0: Yeah, I think that's beautiful, because a lot of people today are, you know, dealing with the circumstances of life, just yes. life itself. And we keep hoping when it isn't going to be that way, when the truth of the matter is life is full of problems, right?
1: In fact, I think that life is an experience Uh, and the more experiences you have the richer and the the bigger your life is and and how to go through experiences with ease is not to resist anything and to dance and to make it all perfect now how can you make the death of my child perfect, for example, it's not that I'm rejoicing going, yes, how great I lost a child and couldn't have any more of course I that's not what I mean, but what I mean is I have a choice on mm. how to deal with what happened
0: oh great,
1: yeah, and that is where my power lies.
0: say a little bit more about that that you have a choice about what you what has happened with you and what you how you see that?
1: well, for example, for your listener, Phil, right? We're going through a systemic crisis. I the 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 word word is perfect, systemic. The entire system is in crisis. In mm. fact, <laughs> I so how you know globally, right? So what is my say in the matter of a uh. global systemic crisis? But I do have a say, it's a context I'm going to create around that crisis. So some people can say it's terrible, there is so much suffering, it's horrible, we're going to blow ourselves up, nature, the climate crisis is horrible, horrible, horrible. Or you could say, for example, which is what I say, we're living through one of the most exciting times of our human history because it is the opportunity to elevate and create a new culture for humankind that we have never had fully before. Mm. And Einstein said it beautifully, right? Years and years and years ago, he said our technology has surpassed our humanity.
0: Oh, wow. Yes. And
1: I think this is a time where our humanity catch, is catching up. Mm. And and so it's it's exciting you know the the word crisis in chinese has two meanings the the great opportunity and the horrible suffering but in one word there is those two so we have the choice which one are we going to take
0: so that's what i
1: mean that we have power
0: yeah, great. And he also, Einstein said, we no longer can solve the problems of today at the level of thinking at which the problems were started. So we're yes. having to really create new solutions, which challenges us. Yes?
1: Well, it's in, in fact, Phil, it's further than solution, because if you look at the crisis we have, the system we have designed is actually functioning perfectly. hmm. So when we try to find solution for the system, the system is not broken. Ah, we have designed great. a system that is by itself not producing the result that we don't want, but the system works perfectly with separatedness and domination, win and lose, making it violence, aggressivity, poor people, rich people, inequalities. That is a system. So why would you want to change the system? The the fix the system? No, you need yep. to create a new one.
0: Beautiful, great, great, great. Now, if individuals are going through life, and uh, and I just like I said, I love your your TikTok wisdom and uh, your little snippets. Uh, and if one a person is really looking at trusting their own wisdom, their own um uh, thoughts of of having uh, something happen greater than the way they're experiencing it what would you recommend uh, or how would you have people see themselves in the face of difficulties along with the fact that you got a choice but mm-hmm. how to trust their own personal wisdom
1: yes yes it's a great question so here's what i do right i I, in my experience of 35 years, Phil, and thousands and thousands of students, I came to the conclusion that human beings are designed for bliss. So if you look when you're well and in joy and happy, your body works well, you are filled with energy, you are kind and generous, you know, you're great, right? So when you are well and happy, everything goes well. When you're not, then your body produces a hormone that has you tired, you overdrink, you overeat, you are grumpy and some people can go all the way to sickness, right? Therefore, I got it. If I'm not happy, if I am not fulfilled, if I'm not if I'm agitated, I am off. Wow. I am. It's got nothing to do with the circumstances it's got nothing to do with the external world, I have lost my alignment, so I don't do anything until those emotions have disappeared and and. I really cherish, I used to really resent emotions and feelings are annoying and frustrating before in my life. But right now, they are truly messages from my souls. If I have low level emotions, I know I'm not aligned with my soul. So I stop everything and realign. So that's how I trust myself. I trust myself when I am well and happy and grounded. Then I know I don't need to think about things, my emotions and feelings telling me I am aligned. If I'm agitated, low-level, angry, frustrated, uh uh-uh. No. And and that's
0: that's part of your message about being kind, is including kind to yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes? It is so important. I love kindness. You know, at first, (laughs) it doesn't cost anything, and it gives you everything, and uh, I had to learn to be kind with myself, you know, because um, um, I live my life based on a quote by a French mystic called Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, who said, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience, you're a spiritual being having a human experience, so my human, as i am my soul and i have a human i'm not a human that has a soul right so
0: yeah
1: my human can be so petty and so <laughs> agitated and so you know frustrated and um i have compassion as my essence has compassion for my human and i do know that my human has needs my human has memories of traumas from the past my human has fear but this is not who i am i have a human so i take care of my human the same way that i will take care of my body or my car or i mean uh, obviously i love my human more than my car but you understand what i say
0: yes yes i do and and the other thing is that uh, one of the things that you've said on uh, your bits of wisdom was that you've met a lot of good, good people, and nobody's bad except just people do bad things or make mistakes.
1: I used to believe, you know, that whoever we you, you believe created human beings made a huge mistake. I mean, little children are dying of hunger. People are fighting, even in a family, couples, divorce. I mean, I, I, I thought well, human beings are flawed. And then as I worked and worked and led and worked with people and had the privilege to discover human being, in 35 years, I have never met a bad human being yes truly every single time i fell in love with the divine sacredness of all of us and there are people that do really bad things Mm -hmm. and and that comes from denial from um a a very low level of consciousness that allows for violence and aggressivity. That's why I keep educating everybody so that people can raise their consciousness.
0: I think that's really important. I was an educator for many years. And one of the things I made sure that uh, children that I taught knew was that, look, we're all going to make mistakes and to really forgive yourself and to learn from those mistakes. That's how you learn. So That's anything right. about that learning from your mistakes and that, being able those to- are
1: the two magic questions, right? What is it to give up? And mostly when you fail or you make a mistake, is blaming yourself. And then what is a lesson here so that I don't repeat the same thing over and over again? Because I don't I think everybody notices that life keeps serving you the same thing over and over and over again until you learn.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> Like we said, resistance is futile. So, That's you know, right. it's time to learn this one.
1: That's so right.
0: so now you are, uh, you know, through a, a broadcasting network of social media, you're impacting t- a lot of people. And uh, any have you gotten any impacts from that? Anybody has uh, uh, shared with you the results of listening to you and... See, this is what I'm interested in is what is the impact you're now having with people?
1: Um, So social media is less rewarding than than actually in-person leading because I don't get to hear from many people. But in three months of launching myself, I didn't do it right. My assistant, who is much younger than me, is determined that I... Uh, use social media and she's doing a great job but in three I think three or four months I reach nearly as many people I think it's 80,000 people that I did in 30 years in person so <laughs> wow, wow. I, know, I know I know it's blowing my mind and it's growing every day and every day so I'm saying okay I love social media I didn't know there was the possibility of this impact because you know the, the main uh, message on social media that I want to transmit is that you need to learn to think consciously, not to have thoughts. You know, most people have thoughts. They repeat what somebody has said, what they've heard, what they read. It's automatic, it's about looking good and making it. Now, if you take the time to slow down, and examine consciously with awareness what's happening, your life can transform very rapidly. And, and you know, feel awareness, people seem to be a little bit intimidated by it, but this is what we t- teach children. When you teach your child to cross the street, you tell your child, stop, look right, look left, And then make a choice to cross the street or not. This is what is needed to be able to master thinking consciously. It it is really simple. And that can alter anyone's life.
0: Yeah, that's a very powerful message. And especially uh, listeners listening for themselves saying, who do I need to be? You know, I I don't want to be a follower of Sophie. I want to be something of a Sophie for myself. Mm -hmm. So what you just shared was like, this is how you can walk through life. You know, that life is a series of crossing streets. Yes.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and uh, that if I was to really stop and just listen, right.
1: Yeah. Listen, look, question.
0: Hmm. Very good. Yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. And, and also, if that's the wrong turn, then what?
1: Well, then you, you say, oops, <laughs> and okay. you turn
0: around. <laughs> is there, is there such a thing as a wrong turn? I mean, is it, if it's, if it's really all turned yeah. out, I mean, is it a wrong I, turn ever?
1: I, I think because of the two magic question, what is, what is there to give up and what is there to learn? I don't think I think you know truly. My experience is that it's always perfect, even when it's so uncomfortable and so painful. It always turns out. That you need to learn to dance, and yes. uh, but you can you can re- uh, redirect. Uh, I have no problem. You know, as I said earlier in the call, I said, I used to say to my students, oh, don't listen to your emotions, you know, just don't listen to them, just follow your word. And then as I grew in my wisdom and I thought, "Oh, oh, no, 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 you want to use everything, right? So I don't have a problem with changing direction as long as you make sure that everybody around you that is impacted is taken care of.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. It includes the whole human being, uh, yeah. and not eliminate. I mean, I got eyebrows. I'm not going to shave off my eyebrows because I got. I'm a human being, you know. But I all those emotions come with the package. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. great. Now, I'd like to. Uh, there's one particular uh, share that you had about uh, an insight you had. Because I've I've had my share of m- mistakes, you know. I've had resentments, and you know I made people wrong for doing this or saying that, and you know, oh, you hurt me, you know. And um, you said some things that on the the your words of wisdom that really impacted me, and just oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that. So uh, say something a little bit about when you discover, one discovers oh, I've been wrong. And I thought it was right to, I had every right to make those people wrong or uh, be angry with them or they hurt me. So can you say a little bit about that uh, in regards to how to discover a freedom from Mm -hmm. that?
1: And again, Phil, it's exactly what we talked about, right? So for example, after my husband died, I was 28, I started hating my family because my brother got married two months after I lost my husband and I had just married my husband he died five days after my marriage right so I thought that was selfish and heartless and he could have waited six months right then my sister moved in my house I didn't have my privacy anymore and And she wouldn't leave me alone. And, you know, I was too impacted to tell her no. Then my mother kept telling me to to drug myself and to take antidepressants because uh, she didn't want to see me cry. And my father uh, tried to borrow money from me. So I I just started developing a, a resentment and hatred of my family, which I had a adored mm. up to that point right mm-hmm. so I started smelling a rat in the wood pile I first it was horrible for me to have those feelings for those people that I had loved for all those years and and I watched myself gossiping about them and whining about them and and I couldn't feel better even when I complained about them right so I finally sat myself down and dealt with myself and i discovered a very very bad news is that i was the one that had made up an entire story about the people i love because my darling brother came to the other side of the world to be at my husband's funeral i saw him at the funeral he was being weird And I asked him, which I conveniently forgot Mm -hmm. what's happening. And he burst into tears. He said, this woman walked in this room and I recognize her. She's a woman for me. Please forget it. I am so ashamed. And I said to him, I am going away in one week. Please, that something good comes out of something bad. Just stay here and be happy. Right? Mm. I gave him permission and you know my brother uprooted his new wife from her country which was South Africa and moved to England so that he could be next to me and I am saying that he's heartless oh! I started yeah. feeling really bad Right, my sister moved from Italy to England, she, my, the end of the street was too far for her, she moved in my house so that I wouldn't be alone. My mother wanted me to take antidepressant because she could, you know, when you love somebody that suffers a lot, you can't stand it. You want to just make them feel better. And my dad, who is a was a very macho, I adore my dad, man, the only thing he could think of to get me out of my grief was to start a business with me. And I realized I had made up all this resentment, all this hatred, because... I was frightened that they would die. Mm. So I was killing them before it happened because I had been so traumatized by what happened to me with my husband. I decided, all right, all the people I really love, I'm going to kill off now. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
1: I apologize so much, Phil. And my family was so, so gracious, mm. so loving. They understood completely and i came back to life so was it pleasant no but i had compassion for myself it was plain fear i was terrified to lose any more people but it doesn't justify anything right so you want to be free you want to be self-expressed you want to be alive you need to generate the courage to tell the truth yeah there is
0: no other way. That's beautiful. That's great. And, and this is why I think that you have so much to offer is you have gone through life uh, situations and have had those moments of, wow, I see something now I hadn't seen before and reconnected with your loved ones, you know, And, and ultimately this is my, uh, love for life is that ultimately love wins in the end, always. You know.
1: Yeah, and- I think that's the only thing that is real. It's love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and so this is so great. What you're offering people in in the world in their little bits of wisdom. But I love what you said about being in person. So is there any chance that people can be with you in person and and just anyways? Yeah. Anything?
1: Well. The thing is, I reach people all over the world, Thank you, thanks to the um, uh, platform, right, the, the Visios conferences, so I have students in Taiwan and in Germany and in Australia and the United States in Europe so it's really great because yes. when I was stuck in one spot only the people that could come there, but I must tell you, I have a hidden dream that is not going to be hidden much longer, is to uh, open an awareness center,
0: Mm, a
1: place where people could come for a few days, a week, two weeks, you know, uh, something quite magical where you would think together and have those conversations like we're having today. And do some courses or something like that so i'll i'll make sure i'll let you know if i oh, okay turn it into your reality
0: great and you also have some books out is that right
1: yes so what i do is that i reach people as much as i can so i have written a book which is called the elegance of simplicity which is like a story of uh uh, elevation and consciousness I have written a guide for people that wants to know the path like very linear how to get to freedom and and remember who they really are and I'm rewriting my third book right now uh that uh, the title is you have to be an idiot to want to be a guru <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think I, i'm not sure about the title but i like that one <laughs> that's, um, yeah
0: that's great that is really great and uh,
1: and i lead courses online i have self guided courses so I, i'm trying to reach everybody i have one on one uh, courses for you know i worked with the un i worked with ceos and and politicians so i'm trying to to cover the whole spectrum whoever is interested in awareness and awakening they can find what they need in okay. on my website
0: and the website is uh, sophie com okay yeah. very very easy to
1: find Yes. right and the
0: books are listed on there and uh yes
1: absolutely with links and you can find everything you can find all the podcasts all the courses or everything great on the website
0: now in getting to know you in our pre course uh, the call that uh, I, I you said something about cuz see i'm 72 now and i'm looking at the rest of my life and i'm not interested in retirement i i, I don't even know what that word means only it's a concept to me i'm i'm up to making a contribution you know i want to make a contribution the rest of my life to my last brain breathing my last breath and i want this contribution to include others and acknowledge others and to bring out the best in people so that's mine but what is yours how do you see you at this stage in your life you know what's what do you see in the future for you
1: Oh, I, I'm on that path, and I've been on that path for 35 years. I call it um, awakening or sleepwalkers, right? So um, I'm not talking about enlightenment, Phil, even if, as you said, I'm very spiritual and I have an experience of the sacred and I had the most extraordinary experiences. But what I'm providing for people is opening the door to the possibility of a life of being awakened and what i call a sleepwalker are people that do not, that identify with who they are not Mm. and i think that is a whole game of life right i think we incarnate very early we forget who we are and we start identifying with our looks, our, the color of our skin, our parents, our sex, and then uh, your job title, your car, whatever it is, your character, your being nice or intelligent or strong. And, and this is not who you are. And I believe that the whole of life is the opportunity to realize that you needed to identify with who you are not so that you could remember who you are and what I provide is a pathway it is very quick my course is 10 weeks in 10 weeks you actually have an experience Experience of your soul your essence you know exactly what it feels like to be aligned you know you're human you know your misidentification in 10 weeks how extraordinary is that
0: wow what's the name of the course
1: um it's called the power of awakening
0: oh wow okay great well uh for all the listeners out there uh, if there's something you want not see in that for yourself this is uh really get in touch with sophie's website and take a look at that and uh it's just been so wonderful to be with you today sophie and uh sharing yourself and the gift that you are to humanity and uh i just encourage you to keep being you and uh all that you're contributing to us and uh, i just love having you on today's show and Um, I wish you all the best and lots of love to you and support.
1: I want to thank you first for this extraordinary podcast, for your love for people. But you know, there are some people that when you talk to them, you cannot say anything other than something great. And you are one of those. You made me feel like I had something to give, had something to contribute. I feel powerful and wanted. I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
0: Well, it's my pleasure. I must be getting my job done then. Uh, so
1: <laughs> you are
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Sophie. Have a wonderful day there in Spain, and uh, so great to be with you.
1: Thank you, Phil. Bye
0: bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on a World of Possibilities, an educational podcast. Follow us as we take a powerful journey with extraordinary guests, conversations, and possibilities for the future. Thank you for listening, and make sure you share this podcast with others. Have a great day.